0: Welcome to Meeting Malcolmus, a Pavement Podcast. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of sorting through the laundry that is the catalog of seminal Indie Rock Band Pavement, looking for change in the pockets, maybe a tissue that could ruin the whole damn, the whole damn, what would you say, the whole damn load, I guess, the whole damn load of laundry. Man, that makes me mad when I put it all in the dryer afterwards. And then my clothes come out and there's tissue spread everywhere. Gadzooks. It's Tarib. I am uh, uncool and underqualified to even be listening to this band, quite frankly. Several of you are nodding your heads. <laughs> but here I am, having almost completed the catalog, songs, B-Sides, which I hope to get back to on the bonus feed uh, this week. Uh, now that I have a semblance of a uh, schedule, I can start to map things out a little bit more. You know, when I had all the time in the world, it was it was like that uh, Twilight Zone uh, episode where the guy loses his glasses. You know, he he wants to read all the time, and he locks himself in the bank vault to read, and an atomic event occurs, and he gets out of the bank vault. And he's like, "Hooray! Now I have all the time in the world to read, even though the world has ended." He 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 sees, you know, a silver lining, and that's that's a good thing. But uh, then he stumbles and breaks his glasses, and now he'll be, you know, left forever in a world full of books that he can't read with all the time in the world on his hands. That's sort of what I was like. I had all this time in the world, and you know, I had the canon that I could go through. Uh, You know, literature-wise, television-wise, movie-wise. Now, I I did a uh, movie podcast years ago called The Do-Over, and um, it was uh, it's – don't look for it. I took it all down because the sound quality was so bad. But the episode quality was great. I regret that in hindsight because the episode quality was great. The premise of the show, if I haven't told you before, is uh, we started every year of my life – we did – every Oscar year of my life uh, starting in 1973 and we, I assembled a panelist of film critics and I interviewed them to um, discuss the five films that were nominated in said year. And then we took a vote on whether or not the Academy got it right or whether it needed to do a do over. Cause that's my last name do right. D E W J D get it. All right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that was a great show. We did 30 episodes. It was number one on iTunes. Um, yeah, it was a fucking hit. But um, so I, I've watched the movies. I still haven't seen The Wire. You know, I still haven't seen The Wire. What, what, what gives? Why am I so reticent to just sit down in front of the TV? I, I sit in front of the computer all day and, you know, but the TV that will give back to me, that will give me, you know, uh, that will give me digital literature, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just sort of all over the place. So there's that, um, earlier this week, uh, the fellows on the pavement conundrum, which if you're not listening, uh, find it on Twitter at the conundrum or, uh, do a Google search for pavement conundrum. Cause you'll find it wherever you find podcasts, basically And, um, you know, the gang over there, Paul, Chris, and Mark, uh, have been doing a a fun job of going through the uh, pavement catalog and, you know, to try and determine what the best song is. So I have something up my sleeve that I'd like to do, but I got to talk to them first because I don't want to step on their toes. But, but the, but I'm, I'm missing the headline here. The headline is, is that we discussed, um, doing a joint venture in Edinburgh during the, um, during the Euro tour in 2022. So next October, so just about a year from now, uh, we'll be convening over in, Europe, um, UK, Scotland. I'll say, I'll say it, Scotland. And they're going to show me around Glasgow and they're going to show me around. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to show me around. They might show me around. I'm, I'm, uh, putting a lot of effort, uh, putting a lot of work in their in their hands right now. Cause I'll just be this nerdy fucking North American dude. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Uh, but I, I feel very lucky that, uh, we're going to do a pod together. We're going to get together in a pub and do a pod and, um, hopefully anybody from the surrounding area who's either a going to the show that night or B just wants to come and, you know, participate, uh, can come to the pub and, uh, we can all hang out and drink burrs together. You know, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah. Funny, you know, um, I'm going to play you a live cut today of, uh, today we're talking about major leagues and I'm going to play you a live cut. And it's really interesting that I found this live cut. There's a lot of preamble on it. And when it gets to the, when it gets to the preamble, they talk about, um, they play, they're playing the show in Seattle. It's a, it's a live cut from Seattle 99. And they talk about shooting a music video that day. And a, I wonder if you know what music video it was and B they say it was only for Europe because only Europe understands us. And they were just having a discussion on the pavement conundrum about the fact that pavement is, you know, a much more, uh, Europe centric band. Um, you know, Mark even made the, um, made the reference to the Pixies being similar in that regard, you know, just really, a really great indie band that America just didn't quite get. You know, and me being North American centric, like if America had gotten it, I think there would have been a little bit more heat under the heat under the wheels of this sports car, as it were. So there's that. Um, what else can I tell you? News-wise, there's none. I've got a couple emails asking me about whether or not there'll be a U.S. Canadian tour announced, and I don't have any inside knowledge, but like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I mean, no brainer it's, it's going to happen. But the more specific question was, is it, does it happen before? Like, is it sandwiched between Primavera and the Europe tour or does it come on the tail end of the European tour and bleed into 2023? Uh, That I don't know. Um, My speculation would be that it will be sandwiched and they'll do it all in 2022 and then You know, if they, uh, strike it rich with the terror twilight re reissue, um, like if it catches on or, or something like that, then they can always add a few more dates in 2023 for sure. Uh, that would be my thinking, but, um, what the fuck do I know? Right. So there's that, uh, September 17th was yesterday. No, it was today's Sunday. So it was, uh, Friday and that is the that was the 12-year uh, anniversary of pavement uh, tickets going on sale for New York City, and I know that because my daughter, oldest daughter, turned 12 that day, and I told you that story last week. So there's that. Um, ah, news-wise, no, there's never really, you know after after some great news weeks, we've sort of uh, I've sort of run uh, run out of news topics but i will tell you this i was just out walking the dog and i had a thought you know how they're supposed to be uh like on paper anyway an alternate mix uh an alternate sequencing rather of wowie zowie that spiral had done and that was the one he acquiesced on um you know basically sequencing the rest of the records um and you know, there's, there's two schools of thought with Wowie for sure. In terms of the sequencing, the one school of thought is it's a return to form. It's, it's a return to the EPs, uh, you know, in, in terms of the way they sequence the EPs with a song and then a song idea and then a song and then a song idea, obviously the song ideas on Wowie are much stronger and could, could in fact be, you know, in many cases could be B sides, uh, you know, on a, on a on a different album or in a different universe, I suppose. Um, but there they are, they're, they're part of the actual track listing. The second school of thought regarding Wowie Zowie is that it's, uh, it's, you know, it's fine the way it is. And, um, you know, there's, it, it's, it's got a, hmm, a parabolicness to it. um, not to say that it starts low because I fucking love the beginning of that record, but there, you know, it really plays with you, you know, sort of emotionally, uh, in terms of highs and lows, like there's a real dynamic to it, I, I, I guess. Uh, and by lows, I don't, I don't mean low points. I, I just mean, you know, sort of, it, is, is it clear at this point that, uh, I'm always paranoid of, of being or saying something shitty about the band? Is it clear? just in case one of them is listening (laughs) for whatever reason, I would just hate for them to think that I'm just saying shitty things, uh, or thinking shitty things because they're like, you know, they're my idols. Uh, so there's no, you know, shitty thing to be said. Um, nevertheless, I, I sit there and, you know, explain myself away. (laughs) It's, it's, it's sort of ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm out walking the dog and I'm thinking, I wonder if I could get my hands on that alternate list and do sort of what I did with uh, the Godrich sequence and do the spiral sequence of Wowie Zowie. I would be curious to hear, you know, uh, my guess, my gut says most of the song ideas, I'll call them, even though again, you know, for the most part, they're, 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 they're song ideas. They're song ideas. <laughs> um, but they're great song ideas, and uh, my my gut says that most of those go away, and then the the record is resequenced in another you know manner. Really, you're only losing one record side, you only have to lose one record side plus probably a song, to you know keep it a a standard LP. Because remember, Wowie is a is a three sided record. Because <laughs> this band is fucking just that cool <laughs> and, and whack. Oh God. Um, so today we're talking major league and uh, that's exciting. I've wanted to talk about major league for a little while. Uh, it's certainly one of the songs that pulled me in on this band. Um, you know, buying terror twilight, getting tired terror twilight when I did uh, I loved, I loved the nostalgicness of this record. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again, but there's a a wistfulness and a nostalgia in Malcolmus's voice in a lot of these tracks. And same with that first, um, it's just like the, the tonality, the, uh, of his, of his, of his vocal choices, um, are, wistful feeling in a lot of like it's it's you know it's much more pulled back and reserved and that's why for me even off the bat hearing slanted seemed like uh i was going to mars you know because i was like this is what this band is and then i listened to it and it was like wow that's you know they're they're radically different than than that so um yeah i think it would be i think it would be interesting to try and get my hands on that list and put out the the spiral sequence. What do you think? Um, should I try and do that? Send me an email, JD at meeting I do get emails. I do get your emails. I haven't been reading them uh, on air. Um, I don't know why, uh, other than the fact that the episodes have been like, you know, 30 plus minutes and I just, to, to add more time feels, you know, sort of um, indulgent. And uh <laughs> says the guy with the microphone in front of his face. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> this whole podcasting thing may be a little indulgent. Won't you listen to me talk for 30 minutes? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, let's listen to Major Leagues. This is a live version from the 1800 Capacity Seattle Showbox from the Terror Twilight Tour. Uh, again, I left the front part um, to run a little bit because I was inter- interested in what they had to say and, and they were setting up. Clearly they, they thought they were ready to launch into the song and something comes up with the, with the keys and uh, they have to revert back and, and go. And I just thought this was a little more interesting this way. So this is Major Leagues live from Seattle on Meeting Milkmas, a pavement podcast. <laughs>
1: Two, three, four. What's wrong with that? Oh yeah, that's right. Don't be so relaxed. This is a relaxed song. Stay relaxed. Alright, Lance. There's some lip-syncing opportunities here. We were shooting a video today. As bands do. You'll never see it, though, because... It's just for the Europeans. They understand us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now, this is coming to the end soon. The radio station. We don't understand them, though, isn't it? One, two, three, four... <laughs> Thank you.
0: don't don't be don't be relaxed oh wait a minute be relaxed this is a relaxed song that kills me off the top that just fucking kills me that's great uh that's uh, a live version pretty faithful uh, i would say pretty faithful uh love the keyboard uh like synthesizer sound they chose um you know to to go with it it's maybe a little churchy but uh I don't know. It works. It, it really works. It's a, it's a good, good thing going on. Um, I like it. Uh, what, what more can I say? Um, you know, Terror Twilight is an interesting, um, major leagues rather is an interesting track in that it comes, uh, right about in the middle of the record, uh, on the Godrich cut. It you know, it falls in between Folk Jam and Speak, See, Remember, which was called Terror Twilight, you know, on that cut. And it's the, what, the sixth song? One, two, three, four, seventh song. On the the actual cut, it's the fifth song, and it falls in between Cream of Gold and Platform Blues. I got to be honest with you, I like where it lands on the traditional record better. Uh, the, the, although there are some songs on the Godrich sequence that I think just works so freaking well together. Uh, I, I like where major leagues lands, you know, it, 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 falls in a really good spot to me on the traditional record. Um, an example for me of songs that I like better, uh, mm, gosh, um, I like, I like, uh, you are the light into, Anne into folk jam on the on the godrich sequence i think those three work really well together um almost a little narrative even like i I feel like it's really about um you know the band and where they are and you know that stuff oh my god i'm starting to get down (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um that's where it falls on the record as far as lyrics go um I got a couple, I got a couple tweets. I I called out for tweets and where are they? Uh, Hold on. I got saved here. I got a couple and I've long thought that the song is about the decisions to to commit to an adult relationship. Not sure if that's right, but for me, that's what it means. And that comes from Dennis Pope. Uh, And then uh john baron miller says i often wonder how much the fall influenced pavements in certain stages of their path such as how the fall pushes ugliness to its breaking point to hopefully come out better on the other side love the cover of the classical for that reason but pavement did pretty too yeah i agree uh and this is a a perfect version of pretty um lip balm on watery clay relationships when you're in a band are like that. Nothing's going to stick. That comes from Pete from the band Marchica and that's it. That's what I got. Uh, I tend to lean on the adult relationship thing. And I think that it's double edged. Um, and, uh, what I mean by that is uh, growing up, to, you know, go off and get married means ending this sort of um band in a jar, you know, kind of existence. And band in a jar, I guess I guess what I mean by that is, you know, he, he could just open this jar every once in a while and pour it out and you know, put together a record. Well, that was gonna go away. That was gonna go away with. Um, you know, growing, growing up away from that, you know, getting away from his, his high school buddy and his university buddies and venturing off on his own because to a certain degree as a, as a, you know, just a little bit older than 30 years old, that's where he was in his life. He was sort of in this life with his college and university friends, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But it's always interesting to meet new friends and new people too, um, you know, in a career. Uh, and And that was something that he might have been missing out on. That's that's where it lands for me. Although I love the cheekiness, you know, I love uh, I love the the wrestling reference, um, angle for the ringside seats. Now, I don't know, maybe, you know, to me angle, I hear angle and I think of wrestling, right? Like I think of a wrestling angle, which is a, which is a, you know, a wrestling nomenclature for a storyline, um, angle for the ringside seats, but maybe it just literally means, um, angled, you know, uh, on an angle, when they fall, don't blame me. But it's always been wrestling to me. Always. Angle for the ringside seats. When they fall, don't blame me. That's the wrestlers falling. Don't blame me. We're at the ringside. You wanted to sit at the ringside, so uh you know, here you are. When they fall, don't blame me. But um I don't know. If you if you if you go into the narrative of the song, you know, maybe it's almost like uh, uh I don't know. Bring on the major leagues, bring on adult life, bring on uh it wasn't, you know, a label thing because he stuck with Matador. Um hmm, I just lost my notes. <laughs> Uh <laughs> JG, you have notes? But sometimes I have a few notes written down. Alright, okay. Fuck. In this case it had the lyrics written on it as well. Um <laughs> uh, let's just listen to the studio version. Yeah, this is uh, Major Leagues on Medium Alchemist, a pavement podcast. <music>
1: like a rock but you know i need it anywhere and go for the ringside seats
0: that just sink in for a minute there that's good stuff right uh there's a lot going on musically uh again you know um a nice atmosphere created and you know that's a that's a lot of fun um when you're high (laughs) or when you're listening to it on just great headphones you know Or, or even in your car um yeah, it's, it's, there is so much melancholy in this song. Uh, and it's, um, it's heart. Yeah. It's heart-wrenching really, you know, uh, maybe I'm making too much of it, but um, how are you going to teach him to walk when he can't even finish the heat? Oh, I always thought that was, he can't finish the heat, but it's, he can't even finish the, he can't even finish the songs of the law. Are they civilized or Satanist? cater to my walls and see if they fall. And then that lyric next, don't leave me. Um, you know, again, if that's talking about the rest of the band, teaching them how to teach them how to, to play the songs, you know, how am I supposed to continue to do this? Um, yeah, I, you know, like, but don't leave. And then the next lyric is bring on the major league. So it's like, well, let's leave again. And they'll wear you down sometimes. Kids like wine. Magic Christians chew the rind. Because bad girls are always bad girls. So let them in. <laughs> That's just wonderful, you know? Uh, again, sort of changing the mind. Um, bad girls are always bad girls. Let them, let them in. <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful song. Um, there's, there's a, there's a handful on this record that are just really great, you know, listening, listening again, uh, going through this record on a, you know, on the, uh, the, the way that we go through them. Um, I don't know where does this rank for you in your, you know, in your pavement, uh, uh, list. Does it crack the top 10? Shoot me an email, JD at mediumalchemist.com. I got an email from Chris. Hey, JD. Just listened to the Cream of Gold episode yesterday, and this song has always puzzled me. After you mentioned the thing with spiders and beige, things clicked a bit. Now I'm wondering if the song isn't a reference to insect blood. If you've ever seen any number of bugs after they've been stepped on or mangled, etc., the goo that comes out of them is beige or cream spiders bite their victims to inject venom and suck out suck out the contents i believe some types actually cause it all to liquefy so the spider can basically have an insect smoothie so that gross cream stuff is literally gold to a spider i think sm is talking about spiders metaphorically in relation to people who have a toxic predatory nature and just leech the life out of these around them, out of those around them. What's left in the aftermath is like your life ends and you are left wondering, wandering in a hellscape where everything loses its color. I saw a post somewhere that the protagonist of the song is like a wandering zombie, not alive, not fully dead. This may pertain to why do you leave me so far now in that he's been left so far, but not far enough to be dead. Still remembers everything, how everything was, but any new forward movement or experience is bland. Even the dreams, even the blood at the end, when perhaps the protagonist attempts suicide. I'm not sure of any of this. Just had a thought and wanted you to share. It's a dark SM song. One of his darkest. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, It's definitely, you know, got some darkness, under the under the cracks or in between the cracks for sure um i don't know if i can go full fully with you though um but i i love that idea that <laughs> that insect goo is gold to spiders i think that's great so there's that thanks a lot chris uh that's what i got for you this week we are going to continue on with this wonderful record, Terror Twilight, the ultimate record. Of course, right in the corners, the penultimate record. And do you know what comes before penultimate? I just learned this. The anti-penultimate episode or anti-penultimate uh, record. Wowie zowie. So there you go. I don't know what comes before anti-penultimate. I suppose I could look that up, but uh, there, there you go. That's your little tidbit for the day. Other than me telling you... To wash your goddamn hands. Take it easy. Talk to you. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. Connect with JD at jd at Please support the pod by rating, reviewing, or sponsoring us at meetingmalcolmus.com. And hey, I'm social. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Meeting Malcolmus.